Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Back on the schedule. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. They have got this set 2025 through 2028. The men's basketball matchups are back. December 20th, 2025 at LB Rupp Arena. December 27th, 2026. Lucas Oil Stadium. They go back to Rupp Arena in 2027, and then it'll be uh, Assembly Hall in December of 2028. It will be the last regular, well, I should say it'll be the first regular season game, December 20th, 2025. Since IU beat Kentucky 73-72 in Bloomington, going back to December of 2011. When I first got to Indiana, people said to me, look, the one thing you can always rest assured, don't ever talk about time zones. Honestly, you'll, you'll, you'll never get out of the conversation. You will not get out of live. But if you ever have to, always default to making fun of Kentucky. People love it. I swear to you, that was the first advice I ever got. Ever, ever got. And I said, why why Kentucky? Why can't I just make fun of Muncie? And they said, that's okay, too. And then I learned later, the people of Muncie, they're, they're trying to build something great there. Maybe I shouldn't make fun of them. Maybe I should be helpful. So I, I want to be more helpful of Muncie. But Kentucky, I never really made too much fun of them. I don't know. I just, it never, it didn't come up all that much. It just didn't. But I'm more than happy to. If you've got some good uh, Kentucky jokes, Send them my way, uh, Twitter X at Tony Katz or Tony at TonyKatz.com. I'll, I'll read them on the air as long as they aren't uh, filthy or in uh, necessarily uh, super poor taste. I will gladly read your Kentucky jokes on the air. Happy uh, to do it. A miles for mayor? No. The responses I have gotten from people who don't know how to make an argument. This is special stuff. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning. We have got ourselves 63 degrees in the American Standard Cooling Weather Center. The time is 7.16. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Been a lot of people who think they make strong points on social media 
Regarding uh, Miles Nelson running as a Democrat for mayor in, in Carmel, where he took to the debate stage against Sue Finkham and decided to make it about Moms for Liberty. Because, yes, in Carmel, they used a quote from Hitler in their first newsletter, which was a really bad idea. And they're still suffering for it, one would assume. Certainly, it's still coming up. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. But that's the point. Here you have a debate for the people of Carmel, and here's Miles Nelson only bringing this up. Why won't you, Sue Finkham, denounce Moms for Liberty? I don't think Moms for Liberty should be denounced. My name is Tony Katz. My Hebrew name is Aron Yisrael Ben Label, and I don't think Moms for Liberty should be denounced. Any Jew want to take me on in Indianapolis and Indiana? Pick the street corner. I already told you what I thought about the quote. I told you the day it happened. I told you the next day. I tell you today. The Holocaust is not a prop for your political activities. Don't do it. It was wrong to put it in there. But we want, we want to debate wanting to make sure that parents have rights. We want to debate the idea of children being protected from unsavory unions and adults who want to confuse kids. I will stand with Moms for Liberty on that one. What does Miles Nelson stand for? And if we're going to talk about being a devout Jew, as Miles Nelson described himself, where's the condemnation of Jamal Bowman referring to Republican members as Nazis? Where is the denunciation of Mondaire Jones, former member of Congress? Did you see this photo? After Kevin McCarthy is removed as Speaker, remember, he's still in Congress, but he got removed as Speaker. I'm going to get into it. I've got some audio to share with you. Mondaire Jones out of New York shares a picture of Kevin McCarthy wearing a yarmulke. You know, it covers your your head, um, a head covering. And he is uh, at an uh, event with uh, a group of Orthodox Jews. And he was traveling to northern New York, upstate New York, to try and secure votes to help uh, a member of Congress there. And Mondaire Jones uh, posts this picture and says, well, this was a waste of everyone's time. That's the Democratic Party. I haven't heard Miles Nelson denounce any of it. You're the one who brought up your religion and how devout you are. But you take this Hitler quote that you so despise and how dare Moms for Liberty and you put it on your website and fundraise off of it. Kid, what are you doing? And for the people on social media... This is fine. Quote, a candidate for local office fundraising on a relevant local issue? The nerve. You think that's a relevant local issue? The state of education is a relevant local issue. The roads are a relevant local issue. Taxes are a relevant local issue. A newsletter from some group that you've already decided are extremists, that's a relevant local issue? You sound ridiculous. And personally, I'm tired of my social media feeds being filled up with pseudo-intellectualism. Either try harder or stop trying. This is what I'm going for. Either give me something I can chew on or, dear Lord, little doggy, just go home. Stop nipping at my heels. How many more times do I have to embarrass these people on social media for the way they try and put things forward as if somehow it offers intellectual heft? You don't have to like the group. But to call them extremists is laughable. 
you can clearly say that the utilization of the quote was wrong because it was. But to see someone in a debate think that this is the front and center subject, Gore Vidal lives. The problem is Miles Nelson doesn't have the capacity to be Gore Vidal. I told you, I said earlier, I think I'm a little salty today. Luckily, you're all going to get me out of it because you have brought me some good Kentucky jokes. I don't know if I have uh, uh, any uh, Kentucky joke uh, theme music. Uh, the, the, the best I can do uh, right now, I think, is this. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can be done? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I've got. I asked for jokes about Kentucky. And, uh, and, and and I got him. This is Rodney. Kentuckians were throwing hand grenades over the Ohio River. Hoosiers pulled the pins and threw them back. That's a Kentucky joke. That's a Kentucky joke. By the way, how are our syndication efforts going in Kentucky, Producer Jonathan? Can you give me an update how we're doing with the syndication in Kentucky? Uh, they haven't responded back yet. So ah, no response yet. This is from Bill. Uh, why do all of the trees in Indiana lean to the south? Why do all the trees in Indiana lean to the south? Because Kentucky sucks and Michigan blows. You see? See, see what they did there? That's why the trees lean to the Lean to the south. And then I got a series of emails and texts uh, about this one. Uh, how do you know the toothbrush was invented in Kentucky? Um, uh, if it were invented anywhere else, it would be called the teeth brush. That's a, that's a Kentucky joke right there. That's a joke about uh, Kentucky. That is, that is not nice. None of these jokes are nice. At all, although the grenade one is kind of kind of clever, is kind of clever. The popcorn moment. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, you guys put me in a better mood. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a story you need to hear to believe. Then grab your popcorn because there is more. Yes, Kevin McCarthy has been removed as speaker. The chair has been vacated. Eight Republicans voting with all the Democrats to remove McCarthy. Just so we're clear, Republicans did not remove Kevin McCarthy. Democrats did, along with Matt Gates. Does anybody want to debate this with me? Ken Buck of Colorado wants to, wants to debate. Well, that's not really what happened. Yes, it is, and Ken's wrong. Congressman Buck is wrong. I should really be respectful of the title. But I'll get into it. Instead, I want to share with you, uh, speaking of Kentucky... Representative Thomas Massey, who gave his thoughts before the vote. Mr. Speaker, as the only still serving co-author and co-sponsor of the motion to vacate Speaker Boehner, I can tell you this motion to vacate is a terrible idea. As the only member who's serving here who took every chance to vote against Speaker Boehner and to vote against Speaker Ryan, I can tell you that this chamber has, run, has been run better, more conservatively, and more transparently under Mr. McCarthy than any other speaker that I have served under. As a member of the Rules Committee, one, one of three, one of three conservatives who were placed there 
out of trust. The Speaker gave us a blocking position by putting three of us on there to keep an eye on the Rules Committee, to make sure the process was fair and even. I can tell you it's been fair and even. None of us are voting against the Speaker today. Regular order is at odds with predetermined outcomes. Yet the Speaker is, is being accused of not holding to regular order and predetermined outcomes at the same time. It is not possible. You cannot be for both at the same time. I was a party to the January agreement, and I can tell you that there were promises in there, but, but there was never a promise for an outcome. There was never a promise that you could force Joe Biden to sign something. There was only the promise that we would try, and try we have. We have tried in the Rules Committee. We have tried on the floor. We've been trying this since this summer, and there's enough blame to go around for why we don't have 12 bills, but part of it was a relitigation of the debt limit deal. By the way, there was no promise on the debt limit deal, no conditions on that in January, zero whatsoever. I was in the room for that. So the 12 bills were delayed over what? $100 billion. That's a lot of money. But it's nothing compared to the $2 trillion that I came here to object to when Speaker Pelosi and President Trump pushed that bill through. We've had over 500 amendments. Listen, this is a, this is a referendum on this institution. We have tried regular order. Speaker McCarthy has tried regular order. If regular order fails today, if you vacate the Speaker, Fire. nobody is going to try it again. Time has expired. This institution will fail. Please do not vacate the Speaker. They vacated the Speaker. Thomas Massey's not a conservative. Jim Jordan gave a speech saying, don't do this, not a conservative. Let me uh, start with a baseline that I'll get into in a little bit. Anybody who thinks that keeping Kevin McCarthy proves you're not a conservative is an unserious person. You want to fight about it? Good. Let's do that. Sorry, Irvington, but Indigo does not care if you will suffer with their blue line insanity. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. It was Wish TV with the reporting. Irvington business owners say Indigo Bus Rapid Transit will drive away customers. Yeah, who doesn't know this? Did I say hello? Tony Katz, 93 WIBC, good morning. That's absolutely correct. This electric bus debacle will link Cumberland to the Indianapolis International Airport. When this all came out, the only one that I thought was interesting was the idea of transit to the airport. Interesting as an idea, just not necessary. Not necessary, none of this electric bus nonsense is necessary in Indianapolis. This is ideological, not practical. The red line was a mistake. We said so then. We were the only people saying so then. We were the only people to discuss how absolutely wrong the red line was, how it didn't work in New Mexico, how we had all the data, how the buses were made by the Chinese company Build Your Dreams, how the buses didn't work in cold weather and it gets colder here than it does in New Mexico. So much so did it not work, and the batteries did not work. They were going to put in these uh, wireless charging stations for the buses. Then they were going to use just just diesel buses. 
They have had to replace concrete. They've had to replace entire stations or parts of stations. They closed down businesses, prevented left turns, did damage everywhere. The red line is a failure. Why would anybody think the blue line is better? And for, so we're clear, shame on the Trump administration to put more money into this nonsense project. Jason McClure, he owns Smash Burger. That's on Johnson Street. People who want to get here via vehicle aren't going to be able to do that with the bus coming in. So we're definitely not excited about that. If Indigo gave a damn about the people, they would know not to do this. Now, I've often argued I would get rid of all the buses. I would lose that fight. But we've proven that this this construction, this resegmenting of roadways, which is all about getting cars off the road. It's all about making it more difficult to drive. That's what it all is. That's what Brainerd did in Carmel with these bike lane insanities. It's about stopping cars from being on the road. Cars matter. I don't care about your green insanity. Cars matter. The data is in. The science is clear. I don't know what else you want to say. Whatever it is they told us about COVID. Just use those same terms. Stop being so hateful. Cars good. There's nothing wrong with bikes. But cars are for roads. Then you got to figure out what to do with the bikes. You don't take away lanes for bikes. You let people drive because that's the preferred method. Not your fantasy, the reality. No one's going to take the blue line. These business owners are absolutely right. Lisa Bennett is the owner of Black Sheep Gifts, and the quote is, the community worked together to raise funds for the streetscapes. As a community we put in, that's now at risk of being torn out. Well, yeah, that's going to get torn out because Indigo doesn't give a damn about you. Here's what Carrie Black, Indigo spokesperson, had to say. The long-term benefits of the blue line will far outweigh any temporary angst. The blue line will not only mean faster, more efficient transit from Cumberland to the Indianapolis International Airport, but it will also mean significant infrastructure improvements, including nine miles of new or replaced sidewalks, seven miles of new street paving, 300-plus new or replaced ADA curb ramps, two new crosswalks and more. That's only there, uh, my dear Carrie Black, because you're putting in the blue line, which won't work and is going to hurt these businesses. Temporary angst? What a disgusting, awful thing to say. From somebody who has no skin in the game, I will bet you cash money Carrie Black has no skin in the game. No one from Indigo has skin in the game. If it doesn't work, they'll just go, hmm, I guess we'll need another grant and we'll build something else. They don't care who they hurt. Remember this, Indigo isn't doing the job and they don't care. Wait, no, take that back. Indigo is doing the ideological job they all signed up for and they don't care whether you like it. Your angst is temporary, but their vision for your future, well, that's going to get implemented upon you whether you like it or not. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC, good morning.
don't have a lot of advice for my House colleagues other than this. Um, follow your heart, but take your brain with you. The uh, I love John Kennedy from Louisiana. I don't think the head with it went with anybody in this uh, vote to remove uh, Speaker McCarthy and vacate the chair. The chair is now vacant. The Speaker pro tem is Patrick McHenry out of North Carolina. Uh, Patrick McHenry has said we will reconvene on Tuesday in the House and we will start the vote for a new uh, Speaker on Wednesday. Of course, everybody has got their their take on Speaker. Uh, McCarthy, I mean, McHenry might be somebody who is mentioned uh, as possible Speaker because his first act was to tell uh, Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer to get out of their offices. They've got hideaway offices, uh, extra space, this, that, the other. He's like, get out. So that that's always fun. Uh, there's going to be retribution here. The removal of the speaker wasn't this great claim of conservatism. It just wasn't. We shouldn't deny that the people upset with Speaker McCarthy regarding the continuing resolution don't have an argument. That would be foolhardy. They have an argument. Keeping feet to the fire is extremely important. I don't believe that's what was done here. I believe what was done here was emotional and irrational. Matt Gates, the Republicans, did not get rid of the Speaker. The Democrats did. The Democrats got rid of Speaker McCarthy. There were eight Republicans. It was Gates, and it was uh, Rosendale uh, out of Montana, and it was uh, Nancy Mace out of out of North Carolina. Uh, and and was she North Carolina or South Carolina? And it was uh, Ken Buck out of Colorado, Good out of Virginia, a couple others. With every single Democrat, Democrats removed him, not the Republicans. There was no groundswell from the Republicans. Well, Tony, that just proves what swamp creatures they are. The Democrats aren't swamp creatures. I'm sorry. Maybe we're having a, a, a miscommunication problem. Gates sided with the Democrats to remove the speaker who is a Republican. And you're now going to tell me this is a message to Republicans not to be swamp creatures? Do you want a minute to lay down, put a little fizzy water on your head, collect yourself? You got the vapors? What the hell are you talking about? No, honestly, I'm asking, what the hell are you talking about? The argument is not one of keeping people's feet to the fire. The question, of course, is how is that done? Was this the best way to do it? Now you're getting into the nitty-gritty ugly of politics, which, yeah, sucks. It does. It requires thought. It requires a plan. I argue now, and I would say it to Matt Gates directly, nothing about that guy scares me at all. Uh, he had no plan, and he still has no plan. When McHenry decided, we'll come back on Tuesday, Gates was all upset. We're going to waste valuable time. Honestly, Matt Gates being upset doesn't move me. 
You know what moves me? If getting a new speaker means no more impeachment inquiry regarding Joe Biden. If you tell me we sacrifice the impeachment inquiry to satisfy Matt Gates and a couple of pseudo-intellectuals on social media who couldn't think without being emotional freak children, I'm going to be angrier than I am now. And I feel pretty salty at the moment.